here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Maybe, maybe Rob's just getting a little Twitter happy with polls. Maybe. Jeff Hawkins. Rob Ask, likes his polls. I do. I like the polls. I'm, I'm a big poll fan. I mean, I, as many polls as I can get in me, I will take them. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I was never surprised that they did not have a phoenix on display. There's only one phoenix at a time, of course, and while the Natural History Museum was filled with dead things, the phoenix is always alive. Neil Gaiman, Unnatural Creatures. There used to be only one Chambers in Phoenix. His name was Tom, and he was my favorite basketball player. After Sunday, they'll have two as the Elimination Chamber rolls through town. Steamboat Savage from WrestleMania 3, and Rock and Roll is here to stay in the WWE Hall of Fame. Quick reviews. Raw, watch it. SmackDown, watch it. 205, watch the main event. NXT, you can skip it. JBL and Stan Hansen, you can skip that too. Talking Smack, must-see television. Your host, as always, is Rob McCarron. And Rob, congrats to former NXT referee, and I hope not to butcher his name, Danilo Amphibio, for getting the call to the show. I personally think he played a significant part in the flow of some of those horsewomen matches over the past year and a half, a couple years ago, and uh, many other big matches. Uh, you got any opinions on his refereeing ability, you being a former referee yourself? I like Danilo the ref. I do too. I really do. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a going nowhere, you know, low northeast indie jobber who went to WWE as a referee, not much unlike Drake Younger, although Drake Younger was a bigger indie star. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has performed really well. I... I did Drake Younger become an NXT ref before Danilo? I want to say that Danilo came in after Drake. I don't think so. I thought I thought, or at least he was on TV. I think before Drake. I, I think so. I mean, Danilo, I think has been there a long time. He has been uh, there a long time. Uh, he's been there. I, I, for some reason, I think Drake was then in there longer. But I'm going to. You find might be out. right. You might be correct. I'm. I'm not going to stake any reputation on this. I. I have no idea. For for me, I really like. He has just enough personality to not get in the way, I think, uh, of the matches. Like, <laughs> like the match we're going to watch tonight, the Hebners are in full Hebner WWE mode in this match. Uh, and what is the other? Oh, you can tell he's he's kind of helping along with time cues and things of that nature. And he's always in the right place at the right time. Like, I, I think of that spot in uh, the Sasha Bailey match at Brooklyn where he's in the right exact spot for Sasha to be able to jump over him and land on Bailey. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think he's really good at his job. Yeah. So Danilo, uh, signed in June of 2013. So he was probably there, uh, before that. Um, and then we had Drake younger appearing in March of 2014. So yeah, it looks like that Danilo okay. uh, squeaked by a little bit quicker. 
Uh, but yeah, Danilo the ref going to uh, SmackDown always seemed to be Sasha Banks's favorite ref. So of yeah, course he, he split he, up he used, to, he used to get all the all the women's matches though on there. He yeah. the Bailey matches, the Asuka matches. He he was the guy to to referee those. Yeah, no, but he did a uh, he did a great job. I love his near falls. I mean, there are so many refs on the indies right now, including some that got WWE tryouts recently that just don't know how to count near falls versus you know falls. And Danilo, uh, you know, you're you're a great ref when you don't change it up that much. And uh, you think that so so what you're saying? Let me because I want to get some technique here because this sounds yeah. fascinating to me. So so do most referees on the indies, in your opinion, kind of cheat? too much in terms of they're not going to be counting the three they kind of are they think they have to make the near falls more exciting by doing this dramatic pause or dramatic difference in their counting cadence and you really don't like to the point where if you're counting a near fall and everyone knows okay this is a near fall like it it takes you out of the suspense that this could actually be a finish okay and i mean there's a referee in a very prominent uh, indie group that i just can't i mean seems like the nicest guy in the world can't stand his, his refereeing and I, I by no means was that great um, or anything, but I, I mean, there are certain referees I just can't stand for their counting um, when it, when it takes you out. Like, I, I mean, I'm sitting there watching the count is so dramatically different. Uh, Earl Hebner had a little bit of it. Earl Hebner had a, a difference. Scott Armstrong has a difference. You can have a slight difference in your near fall count and your, this is three count that's okay. You can have a slight difference, but when it's totally dramatic and it's almost like two different people making counts, like it, it's just so weird. I don't know if I can explain it super well, but. Oh no, I, you, I understand what you're saying that you have a more, you're more, um, what's you're doing it with more of a sense of purpose. If you know, you're counting the three rather than counting the two. Right. Like there's, there's no way you were ever going to stop your count on a two and a half. Like if you know the ref, okay, that's the three count right there. He is counting yeah. three. There's no uh, no denying that, uh, but when your near fall is one, two, and then you go dra- you know, dramatically up, and you know you're just not going to finish that count. Like it just takes me out of it. But uh, I always like the little touch of, of the guy who would count one, kind of rub his hand down there to make sure the shoulder blades were still down, then count two and rub it again, and then whatever. I, like the, I, I always like that. Yeah, WCW referees, NWA to WCW uh, referees who, you know, Nick Patrick was always famous for this where one arm was under the shoulder. Right. And then he makes that, that count. Uh, you, you can do something like that. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of indie refs that just don't know. I mean, I don't even know if they know what they're doing. Like, I don't know if they realize their counts are that much different. Um but I'm, I'm not, but Danilo, yeah, I love, uh, I love Danilo the ref. Uh, information cool for life, kids. That's what you get yeah. here. You get information on referee. Right. From yeah. Rob McCarron. Didn't expect Shake Them Ropes number 195 to start off with ref talk. Hey. Ref, not even ref talk, but ref count talk. We so bring something becomes, different to the table. Yeah. Let's put it that The question becomes, Danilo's up on SmackDown. Who's getting fired? Oh, Man, I could see. <laughs> no, don't say they it. Always, they always seem to. No, I won't say it. You know, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it off air to you. They got more crews. They got more crews. Uh, you gotta. Yeah, that's true. You, you can have some extra refs. I don't know. You, you got so many people flying around. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for them to sign the uh, UK refs. What if they actually start this UK show? What are they going to have? Some of the NXT refs go live in the UK? No. Yeah, they're gonna fly Dra- yeah, Drake will be flown out there. Your boy, Drake. Jason. My boy. 
Um, yeah, so uh, that is the big ref news. Um, yeah, I didn't expect to start with Danilo the ref talk. I expected to start with our true number one story this week, and that is the fact that on Raw this Monday, Emelina is uh, going to premiere. <laughs> uh, she's not. She's not. You don't coming. think it's actually happening again? You think, I think it's, it's a rib? Her. It's a rib. It's a total rib. Even if she does, what is she going to do? We have we have Sasha and Nia. We have Sasha and Charlotte. We have Bailey and Nia. We have Bailey and Charlotte. We don't have Charlotte and Nia quite yet. But where does Emelina fit in? If she, I mean, she's not going to be involved in that. And what else is there? Dana Brooke. Yeah, like, maybe she maybe no hold on maybe maybe no hold on maybe maybe it's like it's they put on the modeling photos and then all of a sudden she's from the planet funkasaurus and somebody called my mama comes out and she starts dancing down the ring again now that would actually be a fun idea <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that completely or she gets the eva marie entrance you know <laughs> i mean there's oh, the prominent man. thought out there that you would have uh the premiere of emelina and guess who comes out is eva marie I mean, that would be interesting too. I just, the most, the least interesting, while it almost might be the most interesting is what do you do if Emelina actually comes out on Raw this Monday? What, do, what is she going to do? Is she going to be paired up with anyone? Is she just going to come out, cut promos for a while and never actually be involved in a program? Because where do you put her? I'm fine with her doing a squash match. I am. Just give her a local competitor, let her stretch her and get out of there. I don't, uh, I think if you actually premiere her on Monday, she's not wrestling. Because her whole gimmick well, is what, what to is come she, out there and balleting? do Well, no, she's going to be. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a modeling thing it's for her, kind of like a pose, kind of like the old Jericho, pose down. Yeah. That, that one time when Jericho returned and he came out and just did the applause for 10 minutes and went to the back, I could see Emelina <laughs> coming out, walking around the <laughs> ring, just doing a little photo shoot every single, you know, 10 steps. And then there she goes. She goes back and no one knows what to make of it. Gets that kind of Molina red carpet thing going. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, it's intriguing. Uh, the least intriguing thing would be that she doesn't come out at all I and mean, she doesn't appear. Another uh, another promo video. She'll because be here next point, week. Because at that point, they literally just advertised her to troll. Because they're not going to do it again. Like they have to have an idea now, right? They have to have an idea. Can't just push it back. I think I heard somewhere that they might just be trolling. <laughs> We're going to find out Monday. I mean, it very well could be. We're going to find out Monday. Um, Rock and Roll Express. I know you wanted to get this in. uh, Rock and Roll Express going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Quite the class so far with Kurt Angle and the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Favorite memories of the Rock and Roll Express. And most importantly, who's going to induct them? I think Arn Anderson is probably going to induct them if they can't get Jim Cornette there. Those are the only two people I can see. I I love how you phrase that. If they can't get Cornette, if they ask Cornette, he's doing it. Yeah. I don't don't know if they want to ask Jim Cornette. I don't. Yeah. It's not about not getting Cornette. It's about not asking Cornette. Right. And Arn Anderson is a safe choice. Probably Um, a good one too. I think better. Yeah. I mean, it's the WWE Uh, Hall of Fame. You're not, you're not running around in, in Tennessee doing a convention show with the rock and roll express and Jim Cornette is the WWE hall of fame. Send Arn Anderson out there to make two minutes of comments and then let Ricky Morton, uh, you know, let them talk. <laughs> Dennis Condry should be brought out there. For no, uh, look, I, I tend to think the rock and roll express might be the last 
truly drawing tag team in prof- in major professional wrestling. Because for oh, me, no. well, I, come on now. In terms of being a big time money draw, I I think that the Rock and Roll Express, for what you mean, like in that era, yes, but the Young Bucks are absolutely a no. Tag the Young team Bucks, draw. the Young Bucks are a current thing, yeah. But the but the Young Bucks. You're a little Jim Cornettish right here. You're a little Jim. No, 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 no. I'm not meaning to shade the Bucks here at all. You're you're mistaking me. I I just think it's a different system now, because there's no kind of tour that that the Bucks do. The Bucks are truly independent contractors, whereas, like in '85 or '86, the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express headlined the B, the B touring group, what would be the SmackDown touring group for the NWA Jim Crockett promotions. They were outdrawing the A group, which was Flair and Dusty. And that's big. And they marketed it as big. And this was the time, I mean, look, the Bucks, I love them. I think it's great them and Daniels and Kazarian and guys like that who have continued to be a tag team when tag team wrestling was virtually killed dead when they found out that you could make a single star out of one guy. And I think the barbershop window really changed tag team wrestling for the worse, to be honest with you. I mean, it lived for a while, like especially in Japan, but, and also, I mean, I I think the greatest compliment you can give is if you try to make a team like the rock and roll express in your territory. And they did. I mean, you know, the midnight rockers in the AWA, which WWF stole, and then had to fire them and then brought them back eventually, were trying to build on the same kind of popularity. The, the rock and roll RPMs, same thing. I mean, you you had these types of teams. I mean, everybody wanted a Road Warriors. Everybody wanted a Rock and Roll Express in their territory. You know, the two young guys that the, all the girls loved. And if you had had the same media that the WWE had today or during the Monday Night Wars, at least Ricky Morton would be on that rock level of stardom at that time because they took him and built him into a single star in a time when it was still in storyline, tag team wrestlers are not as good as singles wrestlers and two singles wrestlers are not as good as a tag team. And they made you think they they might give him the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And that's big. Um, They anchored three different promotions, ANWA, the Mid-South, and then later Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I think a lot of history, because they've been together this whole time, kind of it's turned them into a self-parody of themselves, and people really don't remember what they did um, unless they go back and look for it. I mean, you remember watching the Midnights and Rock and Roll when when we watched it on for the Top 100. It was and, crazy. Yeah. And a lot of tag team wrestling today owes it doesn't owe everything to the Rock and Roll Express because I mean they're, they're you know the the shine heat shine for formula and whatever has always been around but Enzo Amore says they told me they sat me down and told me to watch Ricky Morton just sell and that's what I do is I just sell and I make the hot tag that's what I do so do yourself a favor go back watch some of these Rock and Roll Express matches on the network avoid the new NWA stuff from '99. On Raw, go watch the Midnight's. Go watch the super. <laughs> go watch the Super Brawl match against the Heavenly Bodies. The new you know, Midnight Express with Bob Holly. Oh no! Well, yeah, well, well, the Rock and Roll Express were brought in as heels in '99 yeah. with with Jeff Jarrett and Barry Windham. Yep. 
Oh God, that was just terrible. Who was but, uh, who was Bob Holly's partner in the New Midnight Express? Because I Al just Snow. remember Bob. Was it El Snow? Uh, Leaf Cassidy. Uh, El Snow is Leaf Cassidy. And they had uh, looks like Bart Gunn too. D- Dan Severn was the NWA champ later. Well, well, that's the crazy thing. So 97 to 98, when I was first getting into WWF was such a crazy time because I was watching, I mean, there were lions pit matches or lions den matches with Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn was there for some reason. And he had the new midnight express. And I was so confused what Jeff Jarrett was doing. This is a weird time. I wonder if I, like if you started watching WWE right now, would you consider it as weird? Because there's like three different groups you have to follow. Yes, I would. I mean, but uh, the just going really sometimes just, just, are, they're sometimes oh. around, they're sometimes not, be, and yeah. there's always new members every time they're around. There's no continuity to follow, so you're always going to be lost if you're a new viewer, unless you're a kid and you just <laughs> Emma, don't care. Emma Lena is getting promoted to return for five months before she actually does. But, but her, just to, her return videos have aired longer than she was actually out due to injury. Oh yeah, I know. But it's, let me add a, a coda real quick on this Rock and Roll Express thing. Okay. I mean, the, the mid '80s were huge for tag team wrestling. And that's when tag team wrestling could still draw and main event a house and main event a card, both in WWF and, and the NWA and other federations around world-class and AWA. I mean, it, it's really a lost art in many ways. And the rock and roll express might be, you know, the real last linchpin of that. I wonder if uh, Ricky Morton during his hall of fame acceptance speech, will talk about the time I refed a match between he and Z bar and Z-Bar lost, and his punishment was to eat dog food. You think that might make the cut? I think Ricky Morton may be the only one who talks because Robert Gibson never talked during promos anyways. Yeah, I just uh, wonder if I'll make the cut for Ricky Morton's acceptance I, speech. Probably well, not. Probably well, I, not. I, I can put in a good word if you'd like. I, I right. can friends of that. friends. You, yeah. uh, you with your friends of friends tell Ricky Morton <laughs> to tell the dog food to Z-Bar story in oh, yeah. Lothian, Illinois. Uh, good times, good times. Main event in any arena, I'm sure. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my gosh! Good times. Uh, anyway, this is Shake Them Ropes 195. Thanks everyone for uh, joining us. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, everywhere. Follow Jeff at Crap Game 13 on the Twitter, and follow Rob and the show. That's me at Shake Them Ropes <laughs> uh, on Twitter. Um, Jeff, we've been telling the folks out there for a long, long time, several months that they have to try Mac Weldon, Mac Weldon's line of men's basics. Got to try him. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now from boxers and trunks to lounge pants and hoodies. Mac Weldon has everything to keep you cool and comfortable all day long. And now they have a bunch of different uh, things out there. They have long underwear. They have uh, crew neck, long sleeve shirts. So in the winter months, you can stay warm and comfortable as well. This stuff is a game changer. If you try it, quit settling for cheap materials. You have to replace every few months and try the great fitting premium fabric of Mac Weldon. And right now, shake them ropes. That's Jeff. That's me. We're giving you a great incentive to try Mac Weldon at MacWeldon.com. You can get right now the best pair of underwear you will ever wear. Just visit MacWeldon.com, enter code STR at checkout and save 20% off your first order. And what's great is if you try it out, and you do not fall in love with Mac Weldon's great fitting underwear, pants, hoodies, shirts, socks, everything. Socks for every occasion too, not just casual socks, but dress socks as well. If you do not fall in love with them, you can return them 
absolutely no cost to do so. And in some cases with their underwear, if you try them out and don't like them, you can keep them and they will still refund you. It is a very simple shopping process, a very simple return process. All you got to do is go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code STR at checkout. Try the stuff and get a great deal. 20% off. Go to MacWeldon.com right now. Jeff, it is time to discuss the Elimination Chamber. And we are only a week and a half removed from the Royal Rumble, and we have another pay-per-view to discuss. Uh, I don't even know if people are over the Royal Rumble yet, but here comes the Elimination Chamber. What is the number one match you are most looking forward to on the show? The Chamber match itself. Yeah. It has the most intrigue for me. I would say the chamber match. Uh, I am quite excited for Luke Harper and Randy Orton in a singles match. It is the only male singles match on the show. And what's cool about this pay-per-view is we have three women's single matches. This is the first time in pay-per-view main card history for WWE that there will be three singles matches involving the women's division. Uh, So a pretty cool move. I'm still waiting for the day of where they move one of these to the pre-show, but I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen because I loved that. I loved that contract signing last night. I thought that was great. Yeah, Mac, uh, we got Naomi who is going for the championship. Uh, Naomi has been in this position before where she comes so close and you think, okay, it's her turn and it doesn't happen. Uh, Is this finally the time for Naomi to unseat Alexa Bliss as the champion of this division? Or does Alexa Bliss retain the championship and move on to whatever she's doing at WrestleMania? I think Alexa Bliss retains. I think she's been a great champ, and I don't think there's any reason to take the belt off of her here. Is is it now or never for Naomi? Because if she doesn't win it here, WrestleMania comes by, you know there's not going to be, um, probably not going to be a singles match. We might have some type of multi-person match. Uh, it's hard for them to do singles matches for everything. Um and then you just have the the chaos of having, you know, Mickey James there. What is her purpose? You have Becky Lynch, who's a perennial, you know, Nikki Bella. It's rumored that she will retire after WrestleMania or at least not compete uh, full time. Uh, and then you have, you know, the talent that's up or down in NXT right now with Asuka, with Nikki Cross. There's a lot of talent, you know, one or two names may come up eventually. Is it now or never for Naomi in this women's division? Or can she rebound from another disappointment and become champion later on? I don't think it's now or never, but it needs to be pulled relatively soon, in my opinion. Um, I just say that because it, it's get, been done they, before with her a lot. I mean, she's yeah. got so close and then goes away, and then all of a sudden there's just others who were who were, you know, up there. I, I know injury hurt her once because we all thought that WrestleMania a couple of years ago she was going to win it and then she was injured. So injury has played a part in it a lot. I just I just feel like her time. Her timing is never right. And if you have bad timing, that's not that's the worst thing you could do in WWE is have bad timing. And it's not your right. fault. Right. No, I, I agree with that. Um, given that I think that it's going to be a multi-woman match for the SmackDown side on the WrestleMania pre-show. I mean, you can easily switch this belt on a SmackDown and it not hurt. I, you know what? I'm starting to talk myself into this has to be Naomi's time. Talk yourself into um, it, man. Talk yourself into it. Why not? Well, here, here you go. There, there's a couple other factors here that I think the WWE should be cognizant of. Number one, uh, between the fact that Alicia Fox has never had the, the women's or the Divas title and that Sasha Banks kind of got mistreated when she had it, just having to drop it every couple of weeks, and that this is Black History Month, I'm not saying it's a pandering choice, but it'd be a very strong choice to do it right now. 
It would be a strong choice. And if you do some type of multi-women's match, that might make Naomi winning the belt here a little bit more viable. Yeah, I I, I agree there. Um, Alexa Bliss has held this belt long enough to establish herself as a really strong heel force in this division that can carry the heel side on SmackDown. Yeah, so she doesn't necessarily need the belt. She's established herself as the thing in this division right now. Really? I, I still yeah. think Becky Lynch is this is the thing. I I mean she's close. She's she's obviously the number one opponent, I think, even over Naomi. She's the number Alexa one worker. Me. She's the she's the number girl. one worker. But 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 Alexa is the number one personality. That that, that that's the kind of the difference. That I wouldn't have seen coming in July when this brand extension happened and she was just kind of thrown in there with all the all the others carmella i mean carmella is kind of nowhere right now she's uh she's out there with james hogsworth (laughs) oh come on that that act is money i'm sorry i'm enjoying everything about that it is i mean i guess we should stop doubting uh vince mcmahon expert character creator here because james ellsworth so far is every bit worth whatever they're paying him i'm not giving mcmahon credit I'm not giving merch. McMahon credit for that. Hey, I mean, Vince McMahon, he, he knows talent. He knows talent. They signed James Ellsworth, and they uh, chose not to sign other certain people, and, and James Ellsworth is paying off. And that story Daniel Bryan told on Talking Smack this week was hilarious. <laughs> James Ellsworth is more over than the entire 205. Uh, yeah, everyone but Jack Gallagher, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Jack Gallagher's the only one out there getting a reaction. Uh, and that'll be, uh, you know, that's not happening on this pay-per-view, but we'll we'll briefly uh, run down the the early card for Fastlane afterwards. But yeah, the uh, James Hogsworth, is he ever going to wrestle though? Like I, he comes out here for these fake matches and these gimmicks every once in a while. Is he ever going to be, you know, is he the Mikey Whipwreck? Is he going to come start winning matches? Is he going to be a title holder at some point? Like what's, what's no. the in-ring career for James Ellsworth going to look like as we head later into 2017? He may get a mid-card title run, like with the Intercontinental belt for a week because of a fluke pin, but that's that's his ceiling. Right now, he's out there for comedy relief. I don't think he's going to win matches, except by banana peel finishes. They're not going to turn him into 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 an Sami Zayn underdog or anything like that. No, no. Okay. No. Colin Delaney, though? Colin Delaney? <clears throat> he won a couple of matches, mostly over Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can find. There's no Tommy Dreamer him for for him to wrestle. Oh, sure there is. Win matches. No, Dolph Ziggler or Heath Slater, one of those two. Speaking of Dolph Ziggler, he's a two on one. He's facing Apollo Crews and Callisto. Because why not? Uh, This match makes no sense unless unless uh, Dolph Ziggler wins. Does that hurt Crews and Callisto that much? Uh, I mean, Dolph Ziggler. Looking interesting on SmackDown. I mean, his, I don't know exactly what's up with his character. I don't know what he's going to happen going into WrestleMania. But uh, Dolph Ziggler, two-on-one in Apollo Crews and Callisto. I just don't see Callisto and Apollo Crews getting the victory because that would be too easy. Our friend Sean Ross Sapp has a brilliant idea here, and that is to turn Apollo Crews' heel on Callisto it, during this match. And then Apollo and Dolph become... Uh, buddies, he, he went so far as to say, and they should be the last team in the tag team gauntlet and win. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to team them up together, they have to be in that group. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler against American Alpha in tag give team me, matches, give that's me. something. Oh yeah, give me that every day of the week. They would in, they would immediately be more interesting than every single tag team 
in that tag team gauntlet except for American Alpha. And the Usos. I think the Usos are doing great work despite getting nothing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They're useless. Cut them. I mean, if, I'm, if I become in charge of WWE tomorrow, the Usos are some of the first cuts I'm making. Some justify. of the first cuts. Hold on. Justify that. Why? They're not interesting. They've outserved their time. They're done. I don't have anything to do with them. There's other tag teams I can bring in that would be interesting, uh, more, much more interesting than I think the Usos would be. Wow, I'm, I'm dying. For, I'm dying for an Usos revival feud. To be honest with you. All right, let revival come in and put them out of their misery. Okay. And retire them. I just I don't see anything in the Usos, and when they made this heel turn, it was somewhat interesting. But now, I mean, I just don't have any use for it. I don't have any use for it. Usos, <laughs> move on. I don't have any use for it. <laughs> Keep saying it. It'll be funnier every time. Go I don't have it. any use for it. <laughs> I don't have any use for it. <clears throat> be professional, Jeff. Be professional. Um, I usually Look, I try and hit the cough button as much as I can. I'm still getting over this cold. I apologize. Luke Harper and Randy Orton. This is Randy Orton's final test uh, before going to WrestleMania, presumably in a title match. I mean, he kind of won a Royal Rumble, so he's got to get one. Uh, Luke Harper, Randy Orton, the only male singles match on the show. I am actually thinking this has the potential to be one of the top matches on the show. I, I think it's giving, we'll talk about Becky Lynch and Mickey James next, but between these two, these are my two picks for match in the night, Becky Lynch, Mickey James, or Luke Harper, Randy Orton. Uh, I think Randy Orton gets the win because he's going to WrestleMania to fight most likely Bray Wyatt. Uh, but Luke Harper is a, a tough test, and I'm we're gonna we're gonna basically see probably a 15 minute match between these two at least. And this is this is Luke Harper's most important match in WWE in his career. I loved Luke Harper's promo last night. I thought that was absolutely spectacular. It, it, it comes from the back in the day when you used to have two kinds of promos. You had the, I'm here to be competitive and see if I match up against the competition. And then there were those heels who'd come out and look into the camera and go, I'm going to hurt you when I get in that ring. And that Luke Harper promo was, a, I'm going to hurt you when we get in that ring promo. And I loved it. Uh, I agree. I love Luke Harper. I love his thousand yard stare. I love his athleticism. Uh, friend of a friend of the show, which always, uh, Makes me feel warm and uh, cuddly. So, yeah, I, I, I think so. And I think he and I mean, if Orton's motivated to give him a good match, I think it'll be great. Yeah, and uh, it, it's all about that motivation, too. You talk about Luke Harper is going into this match where, it's a, you know, he knows it's his most important singles match ever in WWE. Uh, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Randy Orton, you know, is going to the WrestleMania main event. Big time for him, too. And this is uh, one of the few times he gets a singles match on pay-per-view because it's been a lot of tag team matches lately. I have high hopes for this one. I have high hopes. I might be a bigger Randy Orton fan than a lot of people out there. Oh, um, you are. But I have, they're I have the, really, they're really the, strong they're hopes. They're the Usos for me. They're your Usos for me, Randy Orton is. Oh, come on now. This guy's the mm-hmm. first ballot Hall of Famer. He's also the first ballot guy I cut. No, I'm kidding. That's not true at all. I was just trolling you. I'm sorry. I'd push Victor in the title <laughs> program over keeping the Usos. He I'm looked com- good. He I'm looked com- good last night. I'm coming in there. Uh, another guy, Vic, this Rick Victor, who Daniel Bryan puts over as a guy with a huge hose. Never, <laughs> never thought of, we'd talk about that on that show. Daniel Bryan was just coming out with a lot of inside truth last night. I can't recommend Victor's up, up, down, down enough. 
That dude has such a great, so funny. And has such a drawl sense of humor. And he's saddled with the fake road warrior gimmick. Mm-hmm. It's, and they just keep getting more and more face paint as if that was the issue that they didn't have enough face paint. I'm hoping for body paint eventually. I mean, why not? Just start going out there in Rey Mysterio full body uh, costumes. Can't be any worse. Yeah, is that Jeff Hawkins hairline working now? So, yeah, that's not the that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Go bald. Why not? Go all full on Christopher Daniels and just shave it all off. Same with you, Corbin. Couldn't hurt. No, not Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin looks great with the hair. It's almost better that his hair is coming into the full Hulk Hogan. It's almost better. Um, Becky Lynch, Mickey James, my other potential match of the night here. Mickey James, yes. you know, coming back. Becky Lynch, super worker. Uh, Mickey James looking really good so far in her return. I mean, she hasn't done a lot in the ring, but you know, she looks super good. Now, I like the match with Asuka a couple months ago. Mickey oh, yeah. James, Becky Lynch. Um, not the title match. I don't know how long. The, I honestly think out of the three women's matches, Becky Lynch and Mickey James are getting the most time, uh, 12 minutes or so. Becky Lynch, Mickey James. I'm going with Becky Lynch getting the win because I think she's going to have the most prominent role on the SmackDown women's side at WrestleMania. So Becky Lynch wins. I really don't know because I go back and forth on this. I could see Mickey James with a foot foot on the ropes type of win. I, I can here. And then they Just have plenty of time it, to rehab and continue Becky. the program. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of time to get her, you know, into an important role at WrestleMania. Cause we're, we're talking here in the first half of February and we're going to have a month and a half before WrestleMania. Yeah, Becky doesn't need the win here because you can just establish the rivalry by Mickey James stealing the pin with feet on the ropes. You think Mickey James gets a main card match at WrestleMania or is she going to be in something that's on the pre-show? No, I think all the SmackDown women are going to be on the pre-show. All of them, every single one. Mhm. Okay. Every single and, and one. Maybe, and maybe some of the raw ones too, so Yeah. Do you think Emelina has a role at WrestleMania? Not wrestling. Will she have debuted by WrestleMania? <laughs> I, I don't think so either. I just, oh, they got to debut her. They got to do it. <laughs> debut her. They have to. Um, not really, uh, not really SmackDown pay-per-view related, but we had the news this week that Seth Rollins might only be out for four to six weeks and could potentially come back right around WrestleMania time. Mm-hmm. If you're on the long end of that, six weeks, we're talking about a couple a couple of weeks before WrestleMania. We we had this last year, I think. Uh, I forget exactly what the situation was. Um, we we have a situation where Seth Rollins might be ready for WrestleMania itself, but not but might not be part of any of the buildup. And if you go gung ho on building up a Triple H Seth Rollins match, and Seth ends up not being ready then you will have wasted a whole month and a half of TV where you can set someone else up. Should they actually have a plan for Seth Rollins heading into WrestleMania just based on the hope that he's ready by WrestleMania or just give up if he's ready by then great, you know, have him come back the raw after maybe set up something for backlash or whatever, whatever the pay-per-view is extreme rules, whatever the pay-per-view is after WrestleMania, should you plan something for Seth Rollins based on this new report that he might be out only six weeks for WrestleMania or hope that he's ready afterwards and wait for it. You're, you're thinking of Roman Reigns not being around for the build for Survivor Series. I, I know that was part of it. I, I thought there was some type of injury at WrestleMania and I didn't know, but uh, <clears throat> might have been Seth Rollins again. It could have been seeing if, seen if he was going to be ready. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to kind of parse my answer a bit. 
I think if they want Seth Rollins to be in a match, they should build it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this is professional wrestling. He doesn't have to do all his moves. You can make a match that goes around his injury. If he wears a brace and you do something like the Okada match from la- the, the Okada Suzuki match, you can do that. You can build a match around his injury if you want Seth Rollins to be there and if you want to pay off this feud. If you want Seth Rollins doing all his spots and somersault topes and things like that, then no, you shouldn't build a angle for him at WrestleMania because you're not sure. And look, when, when he when he tore his knee up the first time, we had this conversation because I've torn my knee up. And I said, sometimes it comes back stronger. Sometimes it's an issue for the rest of your life. It looks like it's going to be an issue for the rest of his life. He needs to wear a brace. I know he doesn't want to because of the style he does. And then, you know, wearing a brace and doing flips and stuff, you're going to get metal jacking guys' jaws. So, uh, look, I, I, I want him to be there. I know how much it killed him after watching that WrestleMania 24 Dallas, where he just couldn't watch WrestleMania and had to leave the stadium. Uh, I think he deserves it after all he's done for the company. And I think WWE, if they want him there, they should. He has built up enough cred and he, he has given enough of his body that they could build a match to work around this injury. Okay. Yeah, I just find the timing super interesting because, like, yeah, we all, I think we all hope that he gets back. I think a Triple H match is more interesting with Seth Rollins. Yeah, Yeah, my fear is that he's going to lie about his injury, say he's okay, he can go, and then he's going to end up damaging it again and be out for even worse and then be in the doghouse. And look, the second injury is going to move him down the card let's and I, put it yeah down. and i suppose you can do something with a backup i don't know if it involves samoa joe or whatever because i don't know where samoa joe necessarily places himself into a wrestlemania picture right now uh so maybe they just kind of keep samoa joe on the side uh if he if seth rollins isn't ready samoa joe takes his place in some manner if not a yeah. team match sure i don't i don't know who seth rollins partner is you, you find someone okay okay mick foley maybe Sure. Yeah, I don't know if Mick Foley is wrestling a no. match anytime soon, but yeah, oh, I mean bad, something like bad, that. Yeah, bad hip and bad knee. That that would be a great team right there. Mick Foley brings someone up. Maybe uh maybe a Finn Balor. Yeah, sure. Maybe a Finn Balor. Finn Balor might be the same situation though. You don't know if he's gonna be ready in time, so do you really build something up for him? TJ hey. Kidd. What? I mean uh Tyson Kidd. Yeah, Tyson Kidd's never wrestling again, bro. I know. Yeah, Tyson Kidd is done. Uh, he's never wrestling again. Uh, anyway, we talked about Becky Lynch, Mickey James. Super interesting match. I think Becky mm-hmm. Lynch wins this one. You're right, though. She doesn't need to. Uh, now for a match which involves, um, uh, we have this theory. You have this theory you brought up with Dolph Ziggler and Apollo Crews. Uh, this tag team turmoil match. Tag team turmoil for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. American Alpha is walking in with the belts. You got Heath Slater and Rhino. You got Brizongo. You got the Usos. You have the Ascension, who won a match on SmackDown OMG. And the Vaude villains, that's right, they're still there. Uh, who walks out the tag team champions of the uh, SmackDown world? 
I think American Alpha starts out number one and runs the table. I think that's the easiest the story. Yes, this that's the easiest story to tell. What they should do is introduce a last team and either it be Cruz and Ziegler or the Revival. That's my opinion, but they're not going to do that because they're, they're just trying to regain credibility for American Alpha at this point after keeping them off TV for so long. And the revival uh, certainly all over NXT for the next couple of months too. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know if they're coming up to SmackDown right now. Um, and I don't think they go full heel necessarily with Cruz. I think they tease it. I, I don't think they pull the trigger on it. So I think that would, that would get them out of the the need to have them as the tag team next. Nikki Bella and Natalia. Uh, <laughs> I think this puts Natalia away from this feud. Uh, Nikki Bella and John Cena rumored to have something going on at WrestleMania. So I think this is just Nikki Bella ending the f- program with Natalia, sending her on her way. Nikki Bella getting the win here. I don't know if it goes too long, uh, but Nikki Bella gets the win and moves on. Oh, I think this, this uh, is this no DQ? Uh, I don't believe so, no. I think they make it no DQ, and I think they have a street fight. I think, I, I think Natty gets beat down. And Nikki ends up on top. So, yeah, and I, I don't mind the the Miz Maurice feud. To be honest with you, I think Miz deserves to be in a high end position. It's kind of what they do for WrestleMania in terms of these storyline soap opera crossover feuds. I mean, and, if AJ Styles hadn't come around, the Miz is the MVP of SmackDown. Even with AJ Styles on there, you might consider the Miz the MVP of SmackDown. He's up. Oh yeah. The Miz definitely yeah. deserves a prominent match. And if he's going to wrestle John Cena and Nikki Bella with Miz and Maurice, that's crazy. That's great. Dean Ambrose possibly in there with Renee Young. Uh, that would be a, a prominent role, I think. That would be one of the higher profile matches on the show because John Cena's involved. I don't want Renee Young anywhere near a wrestling ring. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's you. That's your opinion. It's That's a like WrestleMania opinion, match. Maria, Maria Menounos and Vicky Guerrero have competed at WrestleMania. Snooki has competed at WrestleMania. You can't put Renee Young in there in a six-way. Okay, fine. As long as Charlie Caruso gets to hit her with a chair. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's a pretty big <laughs> caveat you're putting on that one. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, let's talk about this Elimination Chamber match, the match <sighs> that Jeff Hawkins is looking most forward to. John and Cena. You. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Luke Harper and Randy Orton, honestly, is probably the one I'm looking most forward to. Oh, okay. You never answered. You kind of agreed, and then now you've changed your answer. It's it's interesting. I just think it's too obvious, not just because of what we know, but even if you didn't hear any rumors, the logical story for Randy Orton is to face off with Bray Wyatt, right? Because they've become these teammates. You have the Luke Harper falling out. Randy Orton is guaranteed the title shot, so no matter who the champion is, he gets that match. It just seems most likely that Bray Wyatt walks into WrestleMania as the champion and Randy Orton is the ever-growing kind of babyface character that's getting cheers that people hope will unseat Bray Wyatt, who is currently his friend. So I, I see no no real unpredictability in this match, no real tension. I think Bray Wyatt wins this match. I think John Cena gets kicked out early, probably by The Miz, and that kind of sets up The Miz mm. and John Cena program heading into WrestleMania with uh, Nikki Bella and, and Maurice. Uh, I don't know if AJ Styles would be the last one, but I see Bray Wyatt winning this one, and I really don't think there's any other logical choice except AJ Styles, just because Randy Orton and AJ Styles is a dream match for me. Again, I I agree with you on The Miz and John Cena. I think that one is, you can pretty much 
put money on that one to happen. I I don't see them going the straight ahead route here because they have so much time between now and WrestleMania to to do something else and then move the belt off that person if they so choose. So I think they may pull a swerve here. I could see them putting the belt for a very short time on a Baron Corbin or the Miz even and have him be a dual champion for a very short time before putting it on either AJ or Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I think Bray Wyatt is the obvious choice. And I, I think this might be one of those times where, you know, Vince in his infinite glory sits back and goes, well, everybody's thinking we're going to be having Bray Wyatt win. Let's have someone else win. <laughs> or John Cena could come out unscathed and then eventually lose it on a SmackDown yeah. later. Because that's the other thing. I mean, if you want to be really wild in the next seven weeks of SmackDown TV, you could have John Cena win and Miz costs him against, you know, Bray Wyatt in a singles match. Because they've mm-hmm. given the John Cena singles matches uh, with Randy Orton here. Why not have one with Bray Wyatt? Um, I, I mean, yes, you're right. There's different ways you can go. I, I, as long as the end result is Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, which I think makes the most sense. Yeah, they don't have to do it here on this pay-per-view. I think they will. Boy, I, I, I really I want they, AJ. I'd much rather have AJ Styles and Randy Orton. I don't want oh, Shane I, McMahon, obviously. AJ Styles. And I don't think Bray Wyatt has, his character is not main event level anymore. Well, he wouldn't be the last match on the show. Can we all just... Randy Orton is not going to be the last match at WrestleMania. It's just not happening. Okay, It's okay. not happening. Undertaker and Roman Reigns will be the last match at WrestleMania, or Brock Lesnar and Goldberg will be the last rash- match at WrestleMania. I think it's most right. likely You're that right. Roman Reigns and The Undertaker are. Randy Orton is getting the main event. He is not getting the last match in the show. That That's happened plenty of times in recent memory. I mean, Alberto Del Rio and Edge. Edge won the Royal yeah. Rumble, right? And he opened the show. So, yes, I, I don't believe Randy Orton is getting the last match, but I think Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt is happening. Would I rather He's see getting... AJ Styles and Randy? Of course. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how they plug this card. A quadruple main event. It is. <laughs> it's going to be that way because you're going to have Roman and Undertaker. You're going to have uh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Um, we still don't. I mean, you could have Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Yeah. Speaking of Fastlane 2017, the main event has been made. It's Goldberg and Kevin Owens for the uh, Universal Championship. And I I think they're doing it. I think Goldberg wins and he wins the championship in probably two minutes. Don't they have a Brock-Kevin Owens match scheduled? Uh, At at a house show. And and that's what's advertised right now. Who knows if it'll actually happen. But that's what's advertised, uh, I believe, in March after... Uh, after Goldberg would be the champion. So I don't even know if Kevin Owens would be the champion still, but I think Goldberg is beating Kevin Owens for the title at Fastlane and Goldberg Brock Lesnar becomes for the title and it may go on last. Okay. I, I mean, I guess you could have, you know, Roman Reigns. I don't, I don't even know. No, cause Roman Reigns isn't getting the title. I don't know. I, I think Goldberg wins it. I Goldberg can't lose heading into the Brock Lesnar match unless Brock somehow costs him the, the match, but Brock won't be there. Then Goldberg wins. Okay. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman in a singles match and Neville versus Jack Gallagher for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, I don't know if Jack Gallagher would win, but you got to you got to set the rocket on this guy. He's the only one in that division people respond to. The only one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting card so far with three matches. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman is super interesting. Did you see these uh, videos? Braun Strowman is doing what they 
expect most wrestlers to do on house shows is to learn different things and try different things out. Braun Strowman was doing, I mean, it's not, he's basically doing Lucha. Oh, the big show uh, videos. Yeah. I mean, he's doing a lot of different things. He's, uh, he's acting, he's playing the small guy in these big show house show matches. And it's super fun to watch. You know what I want? What do you want? Moonsault. Tell, Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, tell me what, what I really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to zig, 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 Ah, okay. Uh, God, wow. how, you didn't have to sing it. That, that just buried the whole thing. How do I have the Spice Girls on my mind that quick? That's the more interesting question. Anywho, not, I want to bronze. Not that Look, interesting. You sh- Look, you've said a lot of boring stuff tonight. That was <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, was it the Randy Orton segment? Yes. Randy Orton will put anyone to sleep. Um, uh, God, what was I? Gonna, oh yeah, I want a Braun Strowman moonsault. <laughs> yeah, it was that was well worth the wait. Oh yeah, well you know I could <laughs> sing more. You want me to sing more Spice Girls? I could do that if you'd like. The Rock's production company is making a movie based on the life of Paige, fighting with my family. the The story of Paige growing up in a wrestling household and becoming a WWE star is. Is there anyone else in the WWE world that you would want to see a movie made for? Oh, wow. I think Bruno would be interesting. Well, I mean, how about active people? Because I think, yeah, the life story of Bruno, and they were supposed to make a movie about Bruno at some point, but we haven't heard about that for a while. Becky Lynch could be an underdog story about the woman who gave up on her dreams and then Mm -hmm. eventually decided to reassert herself. I think that's a nice little lifetime movie. Um, who's been a good reclamation project? I mean, you know, Jericho could be a comedy as long as he's not in it. Um, (laughs) well, that's too, I mean, Paige isn't going to be, this isn't a documentary. They're making a movie based on her life and they're going to have, you know, actor portrayals of everyone. Um, yeah, they've already signed a couple of really good actors too for it. Uh, Lena Hetty from uh, game of Thrones and Nick Frost from the uh, Simon Pegg flicks. I would so. just much rather, I mean, there's, there's, you know, interesting people. I mean, wrestling is filled with interesting people, but I wouldn't want to see yes. a movie on John Cena. Cause John Cena, we've seen most of his life. We've seen half of his adult life here in WWE. I know who I know who I'd like to see. I'd like to see if they actually could get a realistic story about Vince McMahon. Those, oh you know, yeah, that would be a, that would be a cool one. I just don't, uh, I mean, yeah, Becky Lynch, I think, I'm struggling to see if if you go all in with Becky Lynch, she might be the winner. Yeah. Of or the uh, life and times of Byron Saxton. Come on. Yeah, I mean, no, no, thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I the story of these long independent runs for people. I mean, just going around. Uh, we've seen yeah. that. But someone, uh, James Ellsworth, maybe. Could be. The story of James Ellsworth and Carmella. Make it a fiction. I don't even need it to be a factual retelling of of the life of anyone. Uh, just give me a story about Carmella and James Ellsworth, and I'll watch it. Like a real one portrayed by actors. I don't even know who you would find to get cast as James Ellsworth. He's like the perfect Ellsworth. Carmella went from New England Patriots cheerleader to Laker girl to WWE superstar. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree, though, that based on just that, we're talking about Carmella, Becky Lynch. I mean, the uh, the females in the WWE have much interesting backstories right now than some of the males. Maybe Braun Strowman. I'd watch a movie on Braun Strowman if he became like a big thing in three in two to three years. Make a movie about Braun Strowman. Strongman competitions. Yeah, why not? 
ends up in WWE somehow. Chad Gable. Well, Chad Gable. Somehow. Still. He's big and strong. Gee, how'd he end up here? <laughs> Man, Rob, that's some deep thinking right there. Oh, yeah. Woo. Oh, Braun, you're over, you're six foot and a half and you're watched, 300 pounds. How, how did you ever end up getting the eye of the WWE? I watched the Randy Orton story. Oh, by the way, I've, I figured out our new project after the top 100 match uh, series finishes. We are going to review every single Randy Orton versus John Cena match one by one in chronological order. It's going to be a solo project for you, Rob. <laughs> it would take us about two years. <laughs> uh, match number three in our top 100 countdown of the best matches to see on WWE Network before you die. We are at number three from WrestleMania three. It is Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. The match that people are talking about still to this day is one of their most favorite matches of all time. I mean, from from wrestlers who grew up in the 80s. Uh, to fans who are around in the 80s, this is the match that everyone says. Like y- you, you pull ten people about their favorite match of the 80s, you're getting a majority, I think, that say this match over any other individual match. Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage. It went 14 minutes at WrestleMania three. Uh, this was for the Intercontinental Championship. I, the thing I was thinking while I was watching this is because we are we are what 30 years removed, uh, pretty much from this match. Um, if you asked if you asked a majority of people. Current WWE fans, some may even say Randy Orton or Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat is one of their favorite matches of all time. Do you think if we pulled 100 fans in line at a WWE event, over under 70%, over under 70%, people know who actually won this match? Under, way under. In terms, of, it depends on the demographic. Even no, you get. no one most, talks about no whoever one. won it. No one cares that it was for the Intercontinental Championship. It was, it was the match people remember because it was a very popular WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and it was the only real good match in the show. Yeah, it was very good, but it was the only good match in the show, so people remember it as stealing the show. I mean, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, pretty big names at the time. Uh, but yeah, I, Ricky Steamboat wins this match. He wins the Intercontinental Championship. I think if you pulled 100 people at a WWE show, less than 70% actually know who won. Yeah, and, and the two things that stuck out for me um, in terms of this narrative history and, and looking at it and looking at the business today, first and foremost, is of course the the long-told story about how this match was laid out move for move um, because that's how Savage wanted it. And the complaints about the women for, for a number of years about how they can only have good matches if they rehearse it and they go through every single move over and over again. Doesn't matter how you get there. Doesn't matter if you're doing a steamboat flare where you're just kind of winging it and doing it by the feel of the crowd, or if you're, meticulously plan out every move from start to finish a good match is a good match i don't care how you get there i don't care how the sausage is made i just care that it tastes good um the second thing and for me it's really interesting that that you ask if you if you asked a a group who won this match austin the zeitgeist of this is that the moment that Randy Savage came down on Ricky Steamboat's throat with the ring bell to set up the angle for this match. That was one of those moments that every person of my generation and a little bit younger remembered. 
They remembered Randy Savage coming down on Ricky's steamboat and knocking him out of wrestling for a number of months to set up this feud. Up until about, I'd say, the Monday Night Wars, it was possibly a top five moment that people remembered in wrestling history. Now, with the way the WWE does their stuff, where you could go through tables and chairs and be out on Raw the next night wrestling, that kind of, for lack of a better term, even in the WWF's worldview of realism, I think is sorely missed. You know, I, I miss those angles where bad guys would take out a good guy for a number of months by breaking a body part or, you know, hitting them with an object and they were really hurt. And when they came back, they were really special, but they don't do that anymore because of the whole kind of, you know, streamlining, making it slick, you know, McDonald's sort of everybody wants to see the hits. Everybody wants to see their favorite wrestlers. Everybody wants to see their favorite wrestlers hit their favorite moves week after week after week. And, and this kind of story is lost in wrestling history for the most part. These early WrestleMania times, you talk about year to year storytelling. And I think a lot of fans still expect in current WWE that your story should start after WrestleMania and finish at WrestleMania. And we rarely get that. I, we, we got it with John Cena and the rock sort of, but we just don't get that anymore. A story is going to no. start the day after WrestleMania and finish in two months. And then another story will start. And by the time WrestleMania comes around again, John Cena or Randy Orton or Finn Balor or anyone, when staying healthy, has wrestled for the title or defended the title 15 times. Oh, Rob, and it's not even that. The, your story starts the day after the Royal Rumble. You get your match at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, you say you, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish the point. It won't be this you, year, though. You, you have your rematch on the pay-per-view after WrestleMania and that feud continues through SummerSlam and then it's silly season for four to six months. I, we started we started this week on Raw, the story heading into Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. We started, I, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar is the one that at least will have a couple of months build and especially if it's for the title. If Roman Reigns and The Undertaker wrestle, wrestle it's not like the story started at royal rumble i guess you can say that no. just with the elimination no i just mean after i mean in that period between you know that kind of month after royal rumble everything would start to take shape for wrestlemania i don't mean exactly the raw after sure. everything is set up yeah yeah do you believe that ricky steamboat and randy savage the match at wrestlemania 3 belongs in the top five of the matches you must see before you die Oh, uh, yes, at least number five. Um, I think it's at its right place here at number three. I think it's fine here. It does yeah. have a historical match on a historical pay-per-view where it was the only good match, as you say. The only good match in the show. And great match, two, but the only good one. great performers. I mean, th yeah. this is uh, it's, this is Savage's, you know, Mona Lisa for the most part. So, yeah. Want to update some of the polls uh, that I put out on uh, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter today. Uh, who will win the SmackDown Women's Championship match at the Elimination Chamber? 83% of the people responding chose Alexa Bliss. So that seems mm. to be a blowout, a runaway. Who will win the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match at the Chamber? 77% say Bray Wyatt. In second place was AJ Styles with 10%. So AJ Styles getting some hold who do you think's winning the SmackDown Women's title? Because I don't think you ever answered. Oh, Alexa Bliss. 
Okay. Yeah. Alexa, Bl- I have Alexa Bliss winning. I think Naomi comes up short once again, and then she's kind of forgotten for a little bit. And she won't be the only one. She's not going to be the only one forgotten. Natalia will be forgotten. She's not the only one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Alexa Bliss wins. Uh, Bray Wyatt at 77% is the fan's choice to win the Elimination Chamber. And then our final poll just put up a little bit ago. Without looking it up, do you remember who won the Steamboat versus Savage match from WrestleMania 3? 62% of the people responded, yes, of course. 38% of the people say, no, we don't remember who won Steamboat versus Savage from WrestleMania 3. I, I, I think it's an interesting question. There's a lot of people out there that are going to say, duh, of course, Ricky Steamboat won, but you got to think that's 30 years ago. A lot of people have been watching wrestling for 10 years and don't remember you know, anything that happened pre-2000. And that you're asking people to go back and watch and remember something from 15 years ago when everything about Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage is just how great a match it was. It's not, oh, do you remember the time Ricky Steamboat won the Intercontinental title? It was, do you remember the time that Ricky Steamboat wrestled Randy Savage? That's yeah. what it's about. So I, I thought it was an interesting question. Uh, but those are the polls at Shake Them Ropes. You can vote for the next day. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Shake Them Ropes 195. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Support our sponsors, MacWeldon.com. Use promo code STR. Jeff Hawkins, if you had the opportunity to inspect Daniel Bryan's claims about James Ellsworth, would you? Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.